Hello and welcome to episode 31 of Be The Drop, a weekly podcast that investigates how to create genuine connection with your community. I'm Amelia Veal and by interviewing a wide range of people who have built passionate communities, I aim to share the secrets to great communication. In today's episode, I have the absolute pleasure of talking with the delightful Jess Care, who created an online community to connect, motivate and empower women from all walks of life to believe in themselves, their journey and to support each other's successes and challenges. An adventurer at heart, Jess lives an unconventional life, split between South Australia, where she runs her conveyancing business, and Brisbane, where her family relocated in 2016 to support a career opportunity for her husband. Jess talks openly about her emotional journey from failure to empowerment, reveals how she deals with trolls, and the importance of building a safe space in order to encourage community engagement. This is Jess's version of Be The Drop. Well, it's very exciting. Thank you so much for being here, Jess. We're here at the Royal Croquet Club. What a sensational day. Very amazing, yes. Very nice to be here. Two crackers. So, thank you very much for joining me on our next episode of Be The Drop. And as a way of introduction, I always ask my guests to bring along an item of significance. Yeah. And this is something that connects them with their community. So maybe you could explain to us what it is. Well, I've brought on a picture today of my children, um, my daughter, Kaylin, and my son, Hamish. Kaylin is nine and Hamish is six. And I mean, these are the reason, these guys are the reason why I do what I do. So they're very much um, at the center of who I am and why I work like a maniac and try and do all the things that I try to do. Um, for me, it's really important once I became a mother, the enormity of being a role model really hit me. And I think for me, it's so important to model the behavior that I want them to, to grow up knowing that is normal. So for my daughter, it's about believing she can be whatever she wants to be, about smashing any glass ceilings and not being judged or limited based on her gender. And I want the same things for my son, obviously, but I also want him to grow up with this view that women are to be respected, admired, and to really work alongside women, not be feared, not fear them, and not, you know, not put them in any boxes, to really work with them. So, you know, you've got these two beautiful children, as mm -hmm. you say, they're very central to what you're doing. Yeah. And how are you extrapolating that out into your community? Well, my community is the amazing group of women that I have, um, surrounded myself with it and tried to create through my jesscare.com and that's about you know really empowering women getting them to believe in themselves believe in each other and I think for me it's really really crucial that we don't judge each other we create a safe space for each other to be who we are and you do what you do and I do what I do and that's great as opposed to you know this pressure that we internally and externally have women seem to really take on and for me the community is about creating this place of having them there and being able to be who you want to be in that space so there's so many women that inspire me motivate me every single day um, through Facebook through in face-to-face -face interaction through meetings through phone calls and and that is my community so a quite broad group of amazing women. Yeah. So what do you think then that value is from that group of people as a community? What's the value of community? Well, I think for me, it's about 
Uh, it's about owning who you are and being okay with who you are. For so long, I attached so much shame to my vulnerability. I became a mum. At the same time, I became a business owner and you know I've had ridiculous expectations on myself about how I should perform based on what society thinks I should do or on what I thought I should be doing. And then I've been looking at my friends and going, oh, hang on a minute, how come you're doing it like that and you're doing this a little bit easier? And I started to realise that if I was feeling like this, there's a fair chance that other people would be. And so by owning my story and being able to attach you know, a, a sense of worth to it, not a sense of shame, meant that I could be real and I think the sharing real stories with women is what makes women better you know like when you hear that someone else is having a bad day and their kid throws a tantrum at drop off and all of that it makes us really connect and it makes us kind of have this sigh of relief that we're all doing the best we can i am an overachieving people pleaser so um, my entire life i've thought i've got to do these things you know i have two school teacher parents and who did a great job, who are not bad people, but I definitely felt like I had to live to a certain expectation. And I put ridiculous pressure on myself. And when I didn't deliver to that standard, I'd feel deep, a deep sense of you know, failure. And over time, I started to detach from my feelings and become, in essence, like a robot. And that really, really happened when I became a mum for the first time, because all of a sudden, task orientation achievement is not where, not in the same space as a newborn baby. And all of a sudden I had this little human that it was so dependent on me and I was struggling, really struggling. And the moment I released that and really connected with who I was and saw my vulnerability as something that is authentic and real, my relationships deepened, my, my self-worth went through the roof, my confidence, all of that stuff happened. And the very thing I was frightened of was the very thing that actually made me like who I was. It's incredibly powerful. It is. It's also incredibly confronting going through that process when you've spent your whole life not wanting to, you know, appear a certain way. You know, I was like, I'm a, I'm a robot. I, nothing hurts me. This is not going to get to me. And then all of a sudden it's like, actually, I'm a human. And that role modelling, the behaviour, I don't want my kids to grow up like that. I want my kids to know it's okay to cry. It's okay to feel great sadness and great happiness and not to be ashamed of your story. Your story is so powerful. And once you own it, you know, you can really be the best version of yourself. Yeah. And have you found that within your community mm -hmm. that that's been a really uniting force? Like, what is it that's bringing and drawing everyone together? Yeah, it's that sense of realness. Like, I'm going to, when I started Just Care, I made a promise to myself to live outside of my comfort zone. To, like, to constantly go, I'm going to be vulnerable. And it's going to be scary, but that's okay, because I've made this promise to myself. And in order to do that, it means sometimes you have to press, like, the button on your blog and just go like that for a little minute and hope it's going to be okay. But in that, it's so it's so powerful because someone might read it and go, you know what, I feel the exact same way and that's the community behind it. She's feeling like that, I'm feeling like this, we can start the conversation rather than pretending that everything's okay when it's not. So that, that to me is what um, it, it's been about, is about sharing that real story that it's not perfect, it's not ever going to be perfect and it's okay. And, and then, you know, if you're bringing these people together in that way, what sort of action are you looking to hopefully inspire within them? Yeah, so obviously the platform that I'm using, um, there's lots of blogging. Um, I do the conversations with Jess, which is about sharing real life people's stories about, you know, obviously I've been, I've been interviewing women only because it is specific to women. Um, but I've been sharing their stories about motherhood, work, life, and that puts things out there. So there's these people that 
um, you know, we might perceive as really successful and amazing at the career, being really honest about sometimes it is a bit tough for them as well and it's okay because this is what they've done to get through it or these are their coping mechanisms. So it's about sharing those real life stories through through those conversations, through blogging, through guest blogging, and opening up the conversation on the Facebook page and letting people know it's okay to have an opinion in a really safe, non-judgmental way. Yeah, and and do you think that that safe, non-judgmental is a, a key contributor yeah. to that ability to then make comments? Totally. I mean, I know, I know for me. Um, and this again is this a personal opinion but like that even that pressure from like if you breastfeed or bottle feed there's so much judgment and it doesn't always come from men or quite often doesn't come from men it comes from other women or you want to return to work or you don't want to return to work people are so frightened to say what they really think and what they really want for fear of what everyone else will say and I think you get so far, far away from who you really are when you're trying to please all of these outside expectations if you want to go back to work and that makes you a great mum do it you know, and that's what I want to create, this situation where we're all different and we embrace, we embrace that we're different and we're all unique and we can all bring something to the, the conversation. And how do you ensure that you maintain a safe space? Like if people are putting comments in and, and people may disagree with certain mm -hmm. sides, how do you manage that? Well, I learned my lesson pretty swiftly last year. I think I posted something about Hillary Clinton and <laughs> like instantly, and it was not a... An overly political statement. I, I admire Hillary Clinton, I admire Michelle Obama, I admire anyone that sticks their neck out to speak up for women's rights, you know. And um, there was a lot and I sort of sat back and watched for a while and then there was some interaction on there that went against everything I stand up. So I deleted it. It wasn't attacking me, it was attacking other people within that, within that space and that's not what I created it for. So it's very clear that this is how we interact with each other. And through my blogging, I'm pretty honest. I mean, I made a promise to share who I was and I would imagine there's lots of people who don't agree with the way I do life and that's okay. Um, you're entitled to your opinion and your comments, but you don't need to do it in a derogatory way. And that's the important message here. You can disagree in a respectful manner. You can say, you know what? I don't like Hillary, I, I love Donald. That's yeah. fine, you can, you, that's fine. You, whatever works for you, it doesn't mean this person's wrong or that you're right. So it's really about having that adult mature conversation. Yeah, and, and so then it, building on that, what has been your biggest challenge to build the community? It's getting women to be brave enough to share their stories, right? So I've had so many girls that'll message me privately and say, I read your blog today about, I wrote one about mother guilt, right? Because I'm pretty sure that when you take your new, newborn baby home, you take home a little bag of mother guilt as well and it grows over time and, you know, I. I really, um, I needed to address it in my own life and I thought to myself, this is a quite a crippling thing that comes with being a mother. Um, you know, we attach such a negative um, value to the word selfish, whereas we are a little bit selfish as mums, I actually think it makes us better mothers. You know, that self-care thing's so important. And I think women still are a little bit scared of what other women think, you know? I think they're a bit worried about saying, well, actually, I, I bottle fed, you know? and worry that people might come out and start having a go at them about that. And I mean, that's just one example of 4,000 different scenarios we, yeah. could, we could bring up. Or co-sleeping yeah. or this and or I, that. I just think at the end of the day, we are all doing the best we can. We are all um, trying to be the best mums, the best wives, the best sisters, the best partners, all of those things. And we need to support each other because we, when we work together, phenomenal things can happen, you know, really powerful things happen. And that's, that is what women need to understand. Instead of cutting each other down, um, we're gonna build each other up. There's a saying that's my favorite, um, her success is not your failure. 
And that to me is like, I wish women would just inhale that and go, just because you're going great over there doesn't mean that I'm not. Yeah. Um, and that's what I want my daughters to believe is that yeah. support your friends when they're doing something amazing, you know, support them, build them up, commiserate in their losses with them, celebrate their successes. Not everyone's going to have your best interests at heart. So for me, it's about stacking my squad accordingly. So I've got people in my, my squad who are so honest with me and they'll tell me the, the ugly truths and I can handle that because I respect them and I love them. They do it in a respectful manner. And I've got people who are absolutely backing me 100% and want to see me succeed. And in turn, I want that for them. So you create this hum, like this positive vibe within yourselves and instantly you've got a sisterhood, which is pretty amazing. You've touched a little bit on the different platforms that you're yeah. using yeah. and you've got your blog and yeah. then you know you've talked about Facebook. What are the key components of your communication mix? Yeah well, definitely Facebook. I think last year census showed that Facebook is still killing every other social media platform um, and I, I look at Facebook as a way it's, it's where you can have the discussion from with pretty much anyone in the world you know you open up your platform especially if you're sponsoring ads and things like that you really are your reach is huge. So I look at uh, Facebook as a play, place to share blogs and articles and uh, those types of things. And I look at Instagram as more of a place where I want to go, it's kind of like to look at pretty things, you know. Instagram makes me feel nice, you know, like there's the nice quotes, great pictures, like the styling that goes into some people's Instagram yeah. accounts. I love it. It's like looking through a glossy magazine, you know, I love that. So that's how I, I use those platforms. Sometimes I connect the two of them. But obviously, you know, with Instagram, it is more about sharing the photos and, and getting that kind of connection, whereas Facebook is about engaging in the conversation. And with Jess's conversations, what are you doing? How are you s spreading those messages? Yeah, so um, with the conversations with Jess, I basically, I, I, I ask these ladies, I give them a series of questions, we engage um, and get to know them really well. And for me, it's always so refreshing that someone that I look up to as a role model it's just a regular person. Like it's so, it's so nice to go, oh, she, she's just like me, it's awesome. Um, or, you know, like she's just, she could be one of your girlfriends. It's such a nice feeling. And that's when I go, everyone needs to hear this girl's yeah. story. Um, and the guest blogging is something that we sort of take, um, it goes through the website and then obviously share it on those social media platforms. So I would love to see this community grow to a point where people actually want to, to write pieces anonymously um, credited whatever and share them through that platform if it's in line with the values that we've created there. Yeah and really giving that depth of insight to yeah, the different. Totally. Um, you know we are, I ask questions that I would ask my friends or I like you know tell me what are your biggest challenges how how do you do what you're doing because people want to know that right they want to look at other people and go well you've got all of this going on how are you making this work give me some insights give me some tricks well thank you so much for joining me Jess it's been an absolute pleasure and in conclusion I'd like to know though Jess's be the drop tips so, my, yes, yes my be the drop tip is to be be strong be brave and embrace your vulnerability don't attach shame to your story own it because the world needs what you've got oh, that i think you've said that before yeah. you said it so well yeah. thanks so much jess my pleasure thank you thanks for listening to be the drop podcast be sure to subscribe in itunes or your favorite podcast app Leave us a review or share with someone who is looking to improve their communication. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram at B underscore the underscore drop or visit our website narrativemarketing.com.au and click on the podcast tab. If you or somebody you know embodies Be The Drop, 
email us via podcast at narrativemarketing.com.au. New episodes are released each Monday, so make sure you don't miss out by checking in every week.